0: Now that we're all focused on our health and well-being more than ever, it's time to stock up on Noon Immunity. It's a potent blend of electrolytes, anti-inflammatories, and antioxidants. Visit noonlife.com, that's nuunlif ecom to receive 20% off your order when you use promo code HYDRATEAMR. Self-care shouldn't set you back. That's one of the myriad reasons I love my Flamingo Shave Set. Shaving feels better when it's not overpriced. So visit shopflamingo.com/amr
1: to get your Flamingo shave set. Remember that the most wonderful gifts are the ones that spark wonder. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at Kiwico. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code AMR at Kiwico.com.
0: Welcome to another Mother Runner podcast. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined in studio today by Molly Williams. Hello, Molly.
2: Good morning, Sarah. So nice to see you. You as well.
0: And you're sitting in my usual seat. We've switched things around here in the studio, so I get a
2: different perspective on things. Yeah, I'm going to run the show now. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to talk about dogs. (laughs) Whole (laughs) (laughs) podcast.
0: (laughs) I'm a veterinarian, (laughs) best running friend. Um, so you have been on the sidelines. You had foot surgery.
2: Yes. I had a bone spur taken off my ankle uh, on Thursday. So it's been five days now, four days, five days, six days. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Right. It was Thursday evening. Okay, okay. okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm supposed to actually be wearing a boot for two weeks. Right. Yeah. You're not wearing a boot. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I wore the boot diligently for good 48 hours and <laughs> <laughs> it's in a spot that doesn't really get movement and I can't drive a car and of course nobody else in my family is going to go to the grocery store and I still have to go to work right,
0: because it's your right foot yeah it's my yeah. right foot so
2: mm-hmm. I you know transition to a flip-flop and then I'm like well I can't just be sitting around all the time so I got on the Nordic track bike and rode that I'm like yeah it's doing okay and mm-hmm. now I've just got a bandage on it and Mm-hmm. it looks fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's
0: my body my body my scar do we need to put a cone on you yeah
2: i'm afraid so mm-hmm.
0: yeah i'm watching it yeah so when we even took a little walk on saturday yeah, afternoon i
2: wore it i wore it then you did I'm sure, because you, know, you
0: walked about maybe a mile and a half yeah
2: i'm gonna put the boot back on when i go in for my post-op pretending like i've been wearing the boot the whole time i totally am i totally am because i know you know you you get the look and the attitude and i'm just gonna pretend like i did it all right but the other thing that's happened is that I had to have a cap uh, put on my tooth. A crown. Mm-hmm. Cra- that's what it's called. A yeah. crown. I haven't had a lot of dental work done, and it's been awful. And it's fallen off twice, and it fell off again this morning eating it toast. Did not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's baloney. I have I have at least one crown, and it's stayed put. Well, it's a, it's a really shallow tooth, and the dentist said this is going to be really tough. She actually put permanent cement on there to keep it on the second time because uh-huh. it's fallen off twice. Uh-huh. I don't know what we're gonna do. I might just be a root canal, but anyway. Oh, wow. so I'm like, oh, foot, mouth, foot, mouth. Oh. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a good thing. I've got the Nordic track bike to get a good workout in. Huh? Yeah, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. exactly. You said you did kind of a boot camp style. Yeah. Last day.
2: Since I, so my compromise with not wearing the boot is I won't do any running or hiking for two weeks. Mm,
0: that's your compromise. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> so I figure I can do the strength training um, and, and the bike and that's been great. I love it. Uh-huh. Now I'm, I'm on, the mission to find some weights. Good luck finding weights right now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gone everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they want premium. Right. Like Costco is yeah. supposed to have a set. Like they're totally gone in the Pacific Northwest. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, because, you know, Nordic Track does also make adjustable, that's not quite the right word, um, dumbbells so that you can have one set, but you can kind of um, jimmy around with them and it's 10 pounds and now it's 25 pounds. I need to
2: look into that. Yeah. And they do
0: kettlebells. So, you know, I'm hoping to score some of those for myself. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. You might have a connection.
2: I don't know. Maybe you could set up some weights in your garage and we could use them together.
0: Right. (laughs) If you saw the garage, it barely has enough room for the treadmill once it arrives. When is
2: it going to come? Who knows? Oh, okay. No clue. No yeah, clue. I yeah, everything shipped. Shipping is all messed up. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So You've been running without me. I have, and I found. I know people want to know. Yeah. Uh, so um, they
2: pretend like they want to know. <laughs> on my six. Put mile. on your patient face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on my six miler this morning, I found thirty-seven cents. My goodness. I, I start off with a penny, you mm-hmm. know, and of course you have to pick the penny up to then find subsequent mm-hmm. change. So then found a quarter. And then maybe 10 steps later, found a penny. And then at the end of that block, I saw one penny and then another penny. And then, and I did, you know, I, I channeled you and I looked around, mm. look around. and <laughs> ended up finding 10 pennies scattered across. Wow, um, that's the, quite a score. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. and, and that's always so exciting because, mm. you know, it's like, wait, that just materialized. It was not there. And now it is there. I don't understand how that manifested it. The power of the mind is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So yes. A 37 cents. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yes. So, so well, we, in the intro, are going to talk a little bit about the very topic itself. And so this is a topic that was prompted by, get this, a Facebook post from March 2019. Yes. Oh, so wow. So yes, nearly two years ago. And it was um, by a banner named Betsy. And I edited it down a bit, but it's still kind of long. So it's worth it. So, so stick with us. So Betsy wrote, I set a monthly mileage goal of 50 miles for 2019, and I'm struggling to tally up half that. I'm just not one of those people who feels driven to get my run today. Between full-time jobs and childcare, household chores like laundry and feeding everyone every day, <laughs> I love feeding everyone every day. Um, I'm just not finding the time to get it done. And when I have, when I do have the time, I struggle to get out the door. I feel I like how I feel after a run, but getting it done feels tough. I feel slow and heavy and old. So she says, for reference, she's not a new runner. She's done 10 half marathons, but she struggled to get in the training with every one of them. So she says she's never mastered consistency. And um, so she was basically looking for a conversation about the hows and whys of your running, especially if you struggle to desire it. If you're one of those, she wrote, Betsy wrote, if you're one of those girls who wakes up thinking about when you can run eight plus miles today, no offense, but I'm not talking to you, unless that wasn't always your experience and you can tell me how to um, go, how you got from the couch to daily running enthusiast. So that is what today we're going to be talking about is how to become an enthusiastic runner. Mm -hmm. So ever since I saw this post, it's been pinging around in my brain and I decided that with the new year almost upon us, maybe more people could um, see if, um, you know, they could become that, if they could morph into that uh, an enthusiastic runner. So Malls, mm-hmm. I know that you admit to this day that you're often a reluctant runner.
2: Yes. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've never mastered or whatever, gotten used to like loving the run. Now I'll, now that I don't run so much because my knee bothers me, and you know, with my ankle injury and all that, uh-huh. um, I um, I see other people running, and I get jealous at the running. And I mm-hmm. see my daughters running, and I get jealous at the running. Mm-hmm. And but personally, I don't like always desire it. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm right with you, Bessie. Um, and I I don't know that you have to love it to make yourself do it, and to know it's good. I've also had issues with periods of depression, and Sarah has reminded me, well, maybe you should get out and get some exercise, and then, you know, <laughs> scoff at her, <laughs> throw my nose up in the air, go go pout, and then three days later, think, well, maybe she's on to something, and it actually does help to make yourself do it, so I, I'm just kind of in that, what I'll do is I'll, catalog what I want to do for the week. And I just kind of make myself do it. And I don't Mm -hmm. love it. And I just make myself do it. And I do it first thing in the morning and try to check it off the list. And if I can't, if I know I can't do it first thing in the morning, I try to carve in that time of the day to do it. The only thing that has really helped me with exercise is having Sarah to run with. Mm -hmm. So if you can find a friend, Mm -hmm. that accountability, because I know she's waiting for me. And then of course that made it so much more pleasurable. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, it made the miles go by and we had, you know, our therapy thing, Uh but I think finding running friends like we are is, it is tough. Uh You know, you got to find somebody with commonalities and the right speed and, Uh you know, a schedule that'll work with each of you and, you know, live close enough and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Although um, stupid Tricia has shown that that you can, if you, if you find the right person, they will drive to you. Yeah. So yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, we drive to an exercise class. Why not drive yeah. to run with a, a great person? Yeah. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, I, I definitely want to, as I say, I've been wanting to do this topic for a long time and I don't want to come across as a Pollyanna because you are. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, hi, this is Pollyanna Bowen Shea. (laughs) It doesn't have quite the same ring. Um, So, yeah, I mean, for me, the, um, so I do have, um, I don't know, some innate enthusiasm. Yes. But uh, to me, it really comes down to getting outside, being outdoors Mm -hmm. is so important to me, and I find joy in that. So even if the being out there in movement isn't always so great it's the being outside and being the heck out of the house mm-hmm. and that becomes all the more important these days but like when the twins and phoebe were young ooh i wanted to get out of the house not have all that noise and mess and mm-hmm. demands
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you always are just more enthusiastic about it and mm-hmm. which is great and i think there's all sorts of different personality types mm-hmm. Nice to have a friend that is enthusiastic. It, would, it doesn't help if we're both like,
0: right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that doesn't serve anybody. But no, I,
2: I lie in bed and just like, you know, like a baby. You know, like, I don't want to go for forever. <laughs> I want to roll over. <laughs> I make myself get up. Oh
0: my goodness. Oh my goodness. So Molly, you and I are going to talk with three women runners about how they found enthusiasm for running. The first guest will join us after this break. Stay with us. Noon hydration has supported another mother runner almost since day one, and the love is a two-way street. Everyone on Team AMR swears by Noon's family of products to stay hydrated and healthy. Whether it's Noon sport before a workout, Noon Immunity to help boost our systems during these troubling times, or Noon Rest in the evening to help us sleep. Now is the ideal time to stock up on Noon Immunity. It's a potent blend of electrolytes, anti-inflammatories, and antioxidants that provides total immune system support. In addition to vitamins, Noon Immunity tablets boost turmeric powder, echinacea extract, zinc, and more. Like all Noon tablets, just drop one into a bottle of water, wait a minute for it to dissolve, then drink it. Noon Immunity is available in two flavors, blueberry tangerine and orange citrus. Each 15-calorie tablet boasts 200 milligrams of vitamin C. I'd be hard-pressed to pick a favorite. I sip a bottle of Noon Immunity during the workday to stay hydrated and healthy. Receive 20% off your noon order whether it includes noon immunity, sport, vitamins or rest varieties by visiting noonlife.com and using promo code hydrateamr. That's n u u n l i f e.com and code hydrateamr. That's all one word to save 20%. Again, the code is hydrateamr, the website noonlife.com. Cheers. Sure, it's almost wintertime, yet folks still see my calves. I'm a devoted capri wearer when I run, and my pits. In my small cohort strength class, I strip down to a tank top, despite the class being held outside. Yet I shave for myself, not for others. I just enjoy the silky smoothness a flamingo razor delivers. With five blades, a flamingo razor has been expertly engineered and thoughtfully designed for all the places you shave. Legs, armpits, swimsuit line, wherever. A flamingo razor gives the cleanest of shaves in a few quick swipes. Founded by women who worked at the men's shave brand Harry's, Flamingo makes ergonomic weighted razors in four pastel colors with metallic accents. I'm not the only one in our house who is a Flamingo fanatic. Somehow, my 15-year-old daughter lost the Flamingo razor I originally bought her, so I just got her a replacement Flamingo shave set. It includes a razor in your choice of color, my teen chose Desert Rose, two five-blade cartridges, foaming shave gel, body lotion, and a shower hook for easy storage. Okay, I'm just now realizing I probably should have saved the set and given it to her as a stocking stuffer, but I'll learn. Shaving feels better when it's not overpriced. So visit shopflamingo.com AMR to get your Flamingo shave set. It's just $16 with free shipping. With Flamingo's 30-day money-back guarantee, you can try it all risk-free. That's shopflamingo.com AMR. Yes, Flamingo like the long-legged bird. Shopflamingo.com slash AMR for that $16 flamingo shave set. Shopflamingo.com slash AMR.
1: Your family has adapted to a lot of change this year, and with some creative problem solving, you've discovered new ways to tackle life's day to day. Make the end of the year the start of something new. This holiday season may look a little different, but it's still the season to celebrate moments of wonder and discovery. With a KiwiCo hands on science and art project, you'll give a gift that sparks curiosity and learning all year round. Instead of getting another plastic toy for your kids, how about a KiwiCo hands-on science and art project? You'll give a gift that sparks curiosity and learning all year round. My girls just received their monthly Kiwi crate and it could not have come at a better time. During a week full of way too many holiday cookies, sweets, and technology, they needed something that they could do that brings out their creative side that Zoom school just can't these days. The girls received an Atlas crate that designed their own adventure book and learned fun facts about the different continents which ignites a travel bug in them and starts a conversation about the places their dad and I have been and where we would love to go as a family. If you're still looking for a gift, a subscription to KiwiCo is a perfect thing to get them or have grandparents get them. Then they can take pictures or even Zoom with their grandparents while they're doing the project. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code AMR at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K I W I C Promo code AMR.
0: Our first guest is Pam Harris. Pam is a reference librarian librarian at a large law firm and the mother of two young daughters. Pam and her family live in Decatur, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. A brand ambassador for AMR, Pam is a veteran of a few marathons, including her debut one, which she blogged about on our site. So, but I am though sure she is best known for singing a duet of Taylor Swift's classic 22 with me at our 2018 Cape Cod retreat. Glad to finally have you as a guest, Bammer Pammer.
3: Thank you. I am super excited to be here. Good, good. Are you guys going to sing for us?
2: (laughs) Next question.
3: Uh, (laughs) Do you want people to continue to listen to this?
2: (laughs) Taylor Swift called. She said she was jealous.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We wouldn't want to make Taylor cry.
2: That's right. Yeah. So, uh, word on the street is you come from an anti-running family, Pam, and that your motto is running is like practicing bleeding. I love that quote.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, pass that along to my dad. Yep, that's what he always said
2: growing that's a good up. <laughs> one. So how did you start running with, uh, with that kind of family?
3: So, um, you know, I was always fairly active. I always enjoyed walking around and riding my bike, uh, but then when I was, I uh, used to be a high school teacher, And a good friend of mine and fellow teacher, uh, Blythe, one day was like, we are fat, we need to start running. Um, And she's very bossy. You you don't say no to Blythe. Um, So we started uh, running. We would just uh, run around our neighborhood in Merritt Island, Florida, and we would just kind of run until we couldn't. And then we'd walk and we always stopped at this one particular house that had a loquat tree hanging over the sidewalk and uh, steal a couple of their
0: loquats. What is a a loquat? Is that like a kumquat?
3: It's kind of like a kumquat, but much sweeter. Oh, and you Mm. eat the
0: whole thing. Do you eat the rind and the seeds like you do with the kumquat?
3: Yep. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Continue. Yeah, I know. Everybody always thinks that that's fake, but they're actually, (laughs) they're real (laughs) fruit and they're really (laughs) yummy. (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh my- yeah, and so we would do that and then we would go to the track and we uh, run the straights and walk the curves or vice versa mm-hmm. and then finally one day a friend joined us who was a an actual runner and she said, you know, if you slow down, you can probably run farther. So we slowed down and at the age of 28, I finally ran an entire mile for the first time in my life. <laughs>
2: Nice. Good deal. Nice. Nice.
0: So talk us through your evolution a bit. You, you um, had told me before that you went from being a reluctant runner to a persistent runner to finally an annoyingly enthusiastic runner. So break it down for us. (laughs) Uh,
3: So I guess about a year after I started running uh, with Blythe and that was still mostly because she was bossy. (laughs) and would drag me along with her Uh, I moved to Georgia to be with my then boyfriend now husband and he comes from a running family so he runs for exercise so we would go out together and he's over a foot taller than I am and a much faster runner so running together would be like okay bye I'll see you later and then (laughs) we'd Mm -hmm. meet up at the end and then we moved to Decatur and I accidentally stumbled across a Decatur Moms Run This Town Facebook page. I was looking for something entirely different but I found that and I had a one-year-old and I thought you know maybe now would be a good time to get back into running so I met up with the group and at first I was super intimidated um, by their quote slow 11 minute mile pace you know when I was struggling to get to a 13 minute mile pace but they really lived up to the motto of no mama left behind. And so uh, a woman, Meredith, who I got to be friends with, uh, slowed down and walked with me when I needed it. And I just kept joining the group on group runs. And it just kind of became a habit. And you know how it is when you get into a group of runners. They are terrible influences and say, oh, let's, let's do this new distance race. Let's yeah. That new Distance. <laughs> And then at some point, I discovered uh, the Train Like a Mother Club, and learned how to really slow down and take training seriously. And so I just kept on training and kept on moving. And then I realized, I think somewhere, maybe training for my first marathon, that I'd come to love the process as much as I love the results. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. So, do you think being in the the group was helpful for you?
3: Yeah. So it, w- it was helpful. It was helpful, I think, to make me become a consistent runner. Mm-hmm. But now I actually, even pre-pandemic, I barely ever run with people. Um, I just like to get out there and do it. I'm pretty busy. You know, I have a mm-hmm. four-year-old and a six-year-old, and I work full time. And um, running with other people isn't super important to me, but getting oh, okay. out there and getting my run in is so.
2: Do you still see Meredith?
3: Uh, I don't see her as much anymore. She lives on the other side of town, which is, it's like could two run miles away, but it's across the railroad tracks. <laughs> but I do have, some other friends uh, from that group that i still
2: run if you beat the if you run fast you can beat the train and you can get over there it's only two miles <laughs> meredith misses you
3: well the train is meredith's fault because she works in logistics shipping oh logistics, yeah so. mm-hmm.
2: yeah well she is trying to avoid you then isn't she that's why she moved over there
3: it's probably true yeah yeah <laughs>
2: But you need a good friend to give you a terrible idea and be like, oh yeah, that's awful, let's do it. Sarah's always doing that to me. It's
3: 100% her fault that I ran my first half marathon and
0: marathon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so so, but how did training for and doing a marathon, which sounds like torture to a lot of reluctant and some not so reluctant runners, help you on your journey to becoming a runner? Because I went back and uh, reread some of your blog posts you said there are moments, hours, days, weeks in which the desire to finish is buried so deeply that it is impossible to locate. So, you know, how'd you get her done?
3: Um, I think at some point it became a habit, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I work out six days a week, whatever my training plan tells me to do, I do. And so it just became as much of a habit as brushing my teeth and then at some point i realized that even if it during the moment it's not what i want to be doing like from a kind of more macro global perspective it's what i want to be doing because i feel even if i feel like i'm dying when i'm running which is you know not super rare <laughs> you know, cause I had to, I had to work really hard. Like I said, it, it took months to work up to being able to run a mile and months more to being able to run two miles strong together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just like, if, if I can run a marathon, if I can get to the point where I can run and I can enjoy running, anybody <laughs> can get there. Um, so I think I realized that I like how I feel while I'm running. I feel strong and invincible, even on those Mm -hmm. days where I feel like, you know, putting one foot in front of the other feels like too much. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of the days when I feel the strongest because even though it feels like I can't do it, I am doing it. Mm -hmm. So during my first marathon, um, I kind of, you know, I came up with all these like um, mantras beforehand and then didn't end up using any of them. And what are they?
2: Let's hear a mantra.
3: Well, so the, it, it kind of depends on the day, but the whole first five miles, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't run a marathon! I can't run a marathon!" And
2: I—that's not a great mantra. <laughs> I was
3: just about to say,
2: do you know what
3: a mantra is, Pam? <laughs> <laughs> my, my
2: mantra is always like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" Which is not also a good mantra. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, there were some other four-letter words that you know we're floating around in there. But at some point, I realized that, "Oh wait a minute, I." I can't run a marathon except that I am running a marathon. So it, I kind of, it kind of became, I can, because I am.
2: There you go. That worked. That's that's
0: so, progress. Meta. That's so meta too.
3: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it really felt like I can't do this, but clearly there I was running a yeah. marathon. Um,
2: but I think that brings up a really good point about enthusiasm with running. Cause I have that same thing. There's a real feeling of you can't do it. Cause I had that feeling. And then, but then you are doing it. So you got to get rid of the, I can't.
3: Mm. Right. Or if you, I mean, I feel like you don't even have to get rid of the, I can't. You can tell to go F itself.
2: Mm. There you go. <laughs> did, did you do that?
3: Uh, oh yeah. Yes, I, I definitely did.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, so kumquats, po- process. No, 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 quats, loquats. Loquats, process, Abbott yeah. and get out of town, the I can't.
3: <laughs> well, right. Well, and, well, and I, I really feel like the very fact that I'm doing something that I often don't feel like I can kind of makes me more enthusiastic about it. Maybe because I'm a bit of a contrarian,
2: mm-hmm. but when like I mean. You tap into that. You're tapping into that part of you. That's great.
3: Yeah. I, I, I usually spend any time I have a, a speed workout I spend the entire mile or mile and a half warm up talking myself out of doing it. <laughs> and then I do it.
2: Uh huh. Oh, I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so I feel like enthusiasm for running doesn't have to look like, rah, 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 I'm a cheerleader. Hooray running. It's the best thing ever because it is, but it, it doesn't always feel like it in the moment right. and the very fact that you're out there doing it when it doesn't feel like it and you keep doing it and you keep signing up mm-hmm. even like these days, I don't even have the energy to race all of those mental tools that I've spent a lot of time and effort honing to carry me in a race. I have to use those <laughs> these days in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've put that aside and I've, sent an email to my coach, who's a fellow Decatur Bammer. And I said, Hey, Rachel, I think this time around, I want to train really hard for a half marathon that I'm never going to race. Mm.
2: Hmm. Hmm. I think I'd reconsider that.
3: <laughs> well, I really enjoy the training. You know, I ride my bike really hard once a week. Yeah, but again. why not do the race? Why is there, but why do, do they the race? race? oh i think
0: oh my gosh pam i think that all the time i I, and i say that all the time i just want to do the training i don't ever want to have to do the race
2: but
3: then you've got you know you get the proof the proof and the pudding but the proof is that i'm out there doing it like even if there is no race i don't need no damn pudding molly
2: if you're gonna get so strong meredith is on (laughs) my side if you're gonna get so strong i'd just love to see you like have the the finish like reach the peak and you know I don't know,
3: but I feel like that's maybe my secret of becoming enthusiastic runner is that the, hey. I just really enjoy yeah. the running and I enjoy the process and there you are. Yeah. And I feel like one of these days I'll probably be enthusiastic about racing again, but if I'm not, that's okay too.
2: Yeah. Well, for me, knowing that there was a race that I was going to have to prove it, got me out of bed and made me go. So, so for me, it was somewhat the opposite. Mm. Yeah. And of course, I have an enthusiastic friend to run with, probably like your Meredith.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's Meredith always whines the whole time. Oh <laughs> will tell you that. <laughs> well,
2: anyway, good for you. That's great.
0: Uh, oh, my gosh. So, I mean, like, what? what is it? What, what about all the people who are listening who are just like, oh, give me a break? You love the process. You love the process. Like, how can they learn to love the process? How can they implement some of that where do they get a sip of that juice you know like
3: yeah sure so I think the what really started to make me love the process was um joining the train like mother club's heart rate training Mm. Mm. because that kind of took me down to the basics um of meeting myself where I actually was as a runner and Hmm. running some really slow miles Um, and something. So as you said, I'm a librarian, I'm a reference librarian. I love learning. I, I love reading. And one thing I love about, you know, people say, Oh, you must be really, really well read. And I, yes, except that the better read you are, the more you learn that there is that's out there. And I feel like anything worth pursuing is the same way. So every time I learn something more about running, I realize it opens up a whole new world to me about how much more there is to learn about running. Mm -hmm. You know, so Mm -hmm. I've started taking um, some weight training classes once a week with, you know, with a personal trainer. And that's opening my eyes to, oh, look, this move is engaging these muscles. And then the next time I run, I learn how to engage those muscles.
2: Mm -hmm. So- Diving daily. deeper. That's a great idea.
0: And also be, um, you know, I do um, the daily calm and talk on there about being curious about things. Mm, yeah. And so instead of like wondering about the the anxiety or the anger, but, and to get mad at it or something, but to be curious about it and kind of look at it like it's this interesting stone that you picked mm. up or something. Mm-hmm and um so maybe that's a little bit of it to kind of be like hmm this running thing now uh look at that if i lean in a little bit then it helps me pick up my pace a little bit or i don't know something you know like right exactly yeah Mm -hmm.
3: so yeah having i think having that curiosity is really helpful um -hmm. and then i I think kind of my my motto at the beginning of 2020 was curiosity over judgment oh Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and and so really just oh, do what know. you're saying, Sarah, you know, trying to figure out, okay, um, you know, because obviously I'm just like anybody else, I get caught up in the comparison trap. Oh, that person is faster, which is a lot of people. I'm, you know, I kind of moved up from the back of the pack to the middle of the pack, but have plateaued a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just recognizing that you're probably always going to want more from yourself and that's okay. Um, knowing that it's not always going to feel good in the moment, but at some point it's going to feel good again. Kind of like with racing, if I, um, I feel like one of these days, I'm probably going to get back into being enthusiastic about racing and trying to run really hard for a time, for a medal, but if I don't, that's okay, too. Just, I think just really figuring out how to meet yourself, where you are,
0: uh-huh.
3: and being open to change.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I like that. That is the note we're going to end on from you, Pam. Thank you.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. great, great advice, Pam.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, all right. We'll let you get back to being that reference librarian and mom. So take care, Pam.
3: All right. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Molly.
0: Our next guest is Janelle Walter, a mom of an 11-year-old boy, and she's a self-professed, self-employed goddess who lives in Parker, Colorado. Thanks for joining us, Janelle.
2: Thanks for having me. Hi, hey, Janelle. Can you tell us about your start in running? Yeah, I,
4: I was thinking about that after I, I did the kind of the online form submission to be a guest and mm-hmm. when it actually really started. <laughs> and because I haven't been, a, not a lifelong runner. I, I started probably right before I ended up getting pregnant with my son. And I actually ran through my pregnancy as far as I could. And then um, probably for a good 18 months after I had him, I told everybody I was training for my first 5k. And uh, but I did, I finally did it in like July of 2012. And that was <laughs> kind of the, the the tip of the iceberg for me was uh, that first 5k and uh, there was no looking back after that. So.
0: so you were in training for that 5k for what, three, four years, something close to that? Yeah. 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 I,
4: I don't, I don't know what that holdback was. And, and then finally I had a friend who just was like, why don't you just register for something? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just training. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not going to
0: come knocking on your door and be like, hi, Janelle, it's time for you to do your 5k. We come, came to collect you
2: right exactly exactly so you've been a runner for a long time but you told sarah that you've only become an enthusiastic runner in the past few months what happened yeah i you know and it's funny that you should because i was even thinking
4: about that one and i would say i would say i peaked with enthusiasm probably in late last year i had a late october race uh and i ended up shaving you know like 18 minutes off of my run time wow. and for me that was like I was like what happened <laughs> you know I'm like what did I do so differently and and uh so I kind of was riding that wave and then uh in June of this year we moved we actually moved to from Oklahoma to Colorado and uh and then I kind of saw a dip and I was getting frustrated because obviously no altitude to altitude and mm-hmm. uh And I was feeling very slow and very, very down and, um, and then whatever, for whatever reason I decided to register for a trail race. And then I decided probably two months after I registered for the trail race that I should start running on trails and not on (laughs) on the road. (laughs) (laughs) That's Janelle, um, she's a
0: genius.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, so I actually one day told my son, I said, why don't you go show me some of these fun, like off-road trails that you, you like to bike on? And, um, so he actually paced me out on his bike in front of me and I just tried to stay on his wheel as hard as I can. And when I finished, it was probably the first run since we moved to, Co- to Colorado where I actually felt great. Like oh. my time was good. My run was good. Everything felt good. And I was just like, I'm back. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. <laughs> and, and I was like, and then I was like, can you bike every time I have to trail run? Um, <laughs> so.
0: And and do you think that was because it was the trail run? Do you think it was because you were so intent on staying on his tail that you sort of forgot about what you were doing or, you know, the lack of oxygen or what do you think was going on there?
4: I think it was probably a little bit of a combination of both. I think when I run on the road, I tend to think too much. and mm. And I let the thoughts that don't support being a better runner Um, I let those thoughts kind of creep in but when I went on the the trail run with him it was so completely different than anything I'd done before so there was and there was a level of like don't trip over a log and die (laughs) and um, and stay on his wheel and and so there wasn't any there was no room in my brain at that point to talk or to let even a, an ounce of that negative self-talk come in of like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And then when I was done, it was just like, let's do it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, and you also told me that, um, uh, it seems like you derive a lot of satisfaction from finding trails to know where and exploring them. So yet yep. that is the very quality of trail running, getting lost or kind of going off an established route. That's intimidating to a lot of runners. So, Talk to us about why that lights a fire in you.
4: I think it's because I've spent so many years on the road um, and on, you know, running road events. And you kind of just know the direction you're going in that. And you're finding the pavement and you're, you're making right turns and left turns and you're just, it, it becomes a routine. Whereas on the trail, it's a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more liberating and free. And, and I actually just had a recent run with my son where, um, I was trying to go for time and I was short on time when we had done our route. And, uh, I just found this little dirt track and I said, let's go see where this goes. And it's just, there's not, um, there's just some excitement in, in kind of not knowing where you're going to end up. Um, but also a little bit of, a little maybe even a little bit of like fear of like well i hope i don't get too far out there and like fall over and can't get back but
2: <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> um but i mean i'm it's just i think i really enjoy it and i'm adventurous enough to um to just see where it goes and i'm ready for like it, it it's been such an exciting embracing being different and not being on the road so much anymore and i find my body really likes the trail more than it likes the pavement but yeah. I, I just crested 40 so I'm maybe that's why maybe my joints are saying we like dirt mm-hmm. over concrete so. do you find
2: the trail running harder you know going up and down steeper trains and I don't you know it's not not as hard as I thought it
4: would be there's definitely things you have to pay attention to and um I feel like I'm always on it's not it's not one of those things where you can just kind of like check out and you're like I'm on I'm on the road or I'm on the sidewalk I don't have to worry about anything Mm -hmm. Uh, you definitely have to be a little bit more mindful of that and uh, I definitely find where the areas that I forgot to stretch before I ran so Mm -hmm. when you're like doing some of those descents and and climbs um, but beyond that yeah it's been it's been fun but I haven't fallen yet, so
2: that might change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like you're being careful. Um, you had, gave Sarah some advice, or prior to the recording, there was some advice, which you said was change the game, sometimes doing the same thing uh, over and expecting different results isn't the answer. So has trail running been your change the game, or do you have other things that you've changed up?
4: Um, well, I change my shoes too. I mean, I'm all about okay. getting new shoes. So, yeah, but it's it's no, I it really truly is kind of a lot of the cha- the trail running. It's uh, the road running for me. I I will always love road running, and that will always be what I kind of gravitate back towards. Mm. Um, so you still, but it's for yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and I probably have a lot more. I mean, if I'm looking into 2020, I probably have a lot more road events than I do trail events, but it's opened a new door for me, the trail events, and it's providing me a level of excitement in terms of it's just not the same anymore. It's not, um, I don't dread it. Like I was getting to a point where, uh, you know, I, I was taking the attitude of I have to do this Mm -hmm. versus I want to do this or I get to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, that was kind of that changing. And I, and I will admit like when we moved to Colorado, i I was primarily running on the road and and I was frustrated. My times weren't good, they weren't where they used to be. Everything seems like it's a hill, <laughs> and I was you know and and so when I kind of changed the game and changed my outlook on the run and went off road and went on the trail, suddenly it seemed not as hard and not as hilly and huh. and and maybe it's just because in your mind, you already just have that feeling that trail running is like exponentially harder than than road running. Um, so I, maybe I just went into it, but I came out of that first trail run with like a, a much better pace than I probably have run since I moved here. And I think that even just excited me. I'm like, t- I, t- I texted my coach and I said, I'm a better trail runner than I'm a road runner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned in that answer, something that you had told me beforehand, a very pragmatic piece of advice about how um, some gals could find enthusiasm for running, which is new shoes solve a lot of problems. So that kind of like baffled me a little bit. Like, how do you feel that new shoes are going to help bring enthusiasm for people?
4: I think for I mean, for me personally, it's new shoes, bring out the excitement like they bring a little bit of the joy back to running for me I I I wouldn't say that I've ever gotten to a point where my shoes are so like beaten up and 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 flat and stuff like that but there's just something about breaking in that first pair of shoes and I felt that way I even like I posted a picture on my Instagram um when I broke out my trail shoes for the very first time and I'm like new shoes (laughs) And, (laughs) and yeah I mean it's just the adventure that awaits with um when you pull out the, that, that fresh pair of shoes and it's not so like, um, I don't, I'm not going to dread this today. Like, this is awesome. I'm wearing new shoes. I mean, it's, would for me, it's the same as like, if I put on a new running shirt, I'd probably be like, I get to break out my new shirt.
0: <laughs> See, that, that's funny. Cause I definitely, when you were talking, I'm like, oh, I feel that way when I have a new shirt or a new pair of capris. And I thought maybe it was the sensation of the shoes because, you know, they give you more bounce. They... You know, maybe your knees don't feel sore when you get back because you're running on you know some kind of blown out midsoles before. So it's more almost the concept and the the future that you see in those shoes rather than the actual mechanics of new shoes.
4: Yeah, and I think it's a little bit of the the adventures you're going to take on it. I mean, I still look back because I have I have a process with my shoes where you know they're my my running shoes, and then when they get retired, they're my walking shoes, and then they're my yard shoes and Mm And, um, you know, so I get as much life out of them as I humanly can. (laughs) And I still look back at some of the shoes, you know, like I have, I do have like race pictures or post race pictures of, and I, and I'll still, and I look at that too. And I'm like, man, I miss those shoes, you know, because every, (laughs) like they change the shoes a little bit every year, or it feels like sometimes they make changes to shoes. And I'm like, man, I miss, oh, and you think of the memories that you, you had with, like, I mean, I don't necessarily remember the outfit I wore or the weather even that day but I do remember just the adventures I took and how many miles I put on a pair of shoes and the adventures and so for me putting on a new pair of shoes is like the adventures we're I'm
2: gonna go on you know Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. oh the places we'll see Uh, yeah yeah
2: Yeah. is it always the same kind of shoe or do you mix up the types the brands I do I do I um I used to be like a hardcore
4: ASICS, and then they changed their my favorite shoe enough to wear. And then I started getting into a lot of distance running, and some friends were like, You got to try these hokas. Um, I knew you were going to say so, that, living in Colorado. Yeah. Like, when's <laughs> yep. she going to so, say hoka? <laughs> yep. So I. Um, what, and I use those for my longer distances. So if anything over, um, over half marathon, I'll run in Hoka's. And then um, I run in Mizuno's for anything under a half marathon. So, okay. and, and I do feel that your body just needs to, it needs to have that change a little bit. It needs to not completely adapt a hundred percent to the same shoe over and over and over again. And that way, if they ever change the Hoka's, and so much that I can't wear them. I've got, I've got another pair of shoes in, in the wings. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, keep enjoying yeah. those trails and, and here's to, uh, keeping your, uh, you know, not, not tripping streak going strong. So thanks for joining us, Janelle.
4: Yeah, no problem. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Our final guest is Susan Nally, who comes to us from Ottawa. Susan is a teacher and a mother of two preschool-age daughters. A runner for a decade, Susan found a running group. Founded a running group in 2019.
5: Thanks for talking with us, Susan. Thanks for having me.
2: So, tell us about your start in running, Susan, and triathlon.
5: Yeah. So, um, I was always athletic and active in high school. I played a lot of team sports, um, but kind of after university, I got into triathlon kind of by way of swimming. Um, I've always loved swimming and was, uh, I tolerated running, um, and triathlon just seemed like a very fun, uh, and pretty hardcore thing to get into. Um, so I joined our local triathlon club, um, met a very cute guy there who I'm now married to. Um, <laughs> nice. and yeah, that's how I got into triathlon.
0: <laughs> very good. Yeah, you guys. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you told me that you ran and did triathlon sporadically and un- unenthusiastically for 10 years, then very enthusiastically for the last two years. So I know that several things helped with that shift. So let's unpack them one at a time. And let's start with pace. You told me pre-kids I was very focused on my pace and my distance and would get so frustrated or even quit when a certain distance at a certain pace felt harder than I thought it should. So how did taking a different approach toward pace help you become more enthusiastic?
5: Yeah, I think um, before I had kids, the quote that best describes it is, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. And I really think I just spent so much time looking at how fast other people were going or how easy it seemed to be for them. Um, I think it's so easy to look at someone else's race results or even their photos online and just... Assume that it was so easy for them, and when I didn't feel the same way, I would just feel so frustrated. And I think that uh, there was a lot of kind of negative self talk, self talk happening there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, how did I mean? How did you let go of that then?
5: Um, honestly, after the birth of my youngest, um, so she just turned two, there was just. Um, really a uh, switch flipped for me and it just totally stopped being about achieving a certain pace, going a certain speed or distance or anything like that. And it was honestly just an escape for me. Um, I found becoming a mom and being on maternity leave was a really, really challenging thing for me, uh, to not be working. Um, It was, Mm. you know, it's definitely part of becoming a mom. And in Canada, we're incredibly lucky to get a year of maternity leave. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was a really challenging year um, to be home Mm. with two very young kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of felt unmoored um, and felt that I had lost myself a little bit. And getting back into running all of a sudden, you know, my confidence was back. I had a goal every day. I was seeing such improvements so quickly. It was so incredibly motivating. Um, And yeah, I just started enjoying the process and realizing that it was something I got to do and not something that I had to do.
1: Mm -hmm. That's
0: what what the last guest was saying too. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Being, uh, maybe bringing an attitude of gratitude to it.
2: Absolutely. And you felt it helped you with your mental health as a new mom? (laughs)
5: Okay. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Um, with both of my kids, I really had um, I, my mental health. I really struggled with it. Right. Um, it was just such a huge lifestyle change for me i 'm very extroverted and i 've always been a very busy person i 'm not a homebody at all mm-hmm. um, and so to have these tiny little kids um, and to really be stuck in the house a lot, especially in the winter mm-hmm. um, here in Canada, it was yeah, it was just super tough so actually, once my second was born, we got a treadmill mm-hmm. and Um, And I spent a lot of nap times on the treadmill in the basement with the monitor beside me running. Mm -hmm. And then if one of them woke up, sprint up two flights of stairs uh, to like (laughs) rub a back or replace a pacifier, sprint back down two flights of stairs (laughs) to get back on the treadmill um, and finish my run. But then they would get up from their nap and it was like, mommy's happy. i had Mm had my workout, even if I didn't have time to shower, like it didn't matter. I had just done something for me. I felt so accomplished and it was just amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for you. Uh, when my kids were little, I worked part-time and I really liked being able to go to work. It's it's hard being home all day long with little kids. You just never get to complete anything. You just don't have that same sense of uh, accomplishment. So good for you for finding a way to, to work through it. Did And was that always like enthusiastic for you? Like where you're like, oh yeah, now I can go get it done? Or did you ever have to struggle to make yourself go do that exercise when you were having the depression?
5: Um, I think that some of it was certainly the the lure of the feeling when I was done the run <laughs> that would kind of get me to get out the door and get on the treadmill in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, just knowing how fantastic I would feel once it was done. Um, but also one thing that was really motivating for me was uh, I got a running watch and I joined Strava. Mm. And I know for some people it's not... You know, they don't love it, but I love seeing kind of my data. I love seeing how many kilometers I've run this year and how much I've gone this week. And I really enjoy seeing, you know, the routes that my family and friends are running. And uh, for me that's also really motivating. Hmm. Hmm.
0: So and then you founded a running group. I mean Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So now that you're back, <laughs> <we're> working. So <laughs> so I mean, how did you go about doing that and how did that work pay dividends to you?
5: In your yeah. enjoyment of the sport. It's funny, the verb founded makes it sound very official and impressive. <laughs> yeah. you, you cobbled together
0: a running group, does that yeah, make I you feel like better? I, st-
5: I started a Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Let's yeah, go so the, back
2: to founded, that's better. Yeah,
5: okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the community I live in, um, I, I knew that obviously, I think we all know that when you have friends to run with, a group to keep you accountable, it just makes the whole activity so much more enjoyable Um, and I looked and couldn't really find anything that was close enough uh, and at a time that suited me so um, I kind of thought then I'll just start my own Um, so yeah I started I made sure to call it a group I really wanted to avoid the word club uh, Mm -hmm. like a running club to me it implies kind of coaching and liability (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah we just we meet once a week we meet Saturday mornings at eight 8am. There's a few uh, parents of younger kids like me who by 8am have been up for hours already. So it's not (laughs) like we're dragging ourselves out of bed to go running. And I'll be honest with you, it was quite a slow start. Like I started it on Facebook and we have an Instagram account. um, And at first it was maybe only like two other people who would join me, but it honestly didn't matter. Like just knowing that at 8am there are may or may not be people at the corner waiting for me to start a run Mm -hmm. and that was also hugely motivating so yeah it's been fantastic
2: wow do you break it down into paces or do you just all run together
5: so, I would love to have enough people to break it down into paces. <laughs> um, we typically have kind of like seven or eight people um, joining us now. Mm-hmm. And I really do dream of us one day um, having enough people to break it down into pace groups or different distances. Um, but for now, we're honestly like, it's super chill. Like, I have had people message me and be like, I'd love to join, but I'm not sure I can go that far, or I'm not sure I'm going to be fast enough. And I say to them, like, listen, like, none of us are trying to qualify for the Olympics here. Like if we need to walk a bit, we'll walk a bit. If you want to come out with us for 10 minutes and then turn around and head back, you can do that too. Like it's, we're a very relaxed group of people who just are all kind of looking for that community to help us get out the door.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Nice.
0: So you talked about Strava. So um, as a metrically challenged US resident, I love your mileage goal for this year. So um, share that with us and um, talk about how having a goal bolstered your enthusiasm for putting in mileage.
5: Yeah, so I decided, I kind of, it was funny, when I got back into running, um, you know, after the birth of my second daughter and was loving it so much, I kept on being afraid that I was going to lose this love, Mm -hmm. that I was going to start, you know, bailing on runs again, or like, I just was so afraid of losing this new motivation I had. And so at the beginning of 2020, I figured that running an average of 40 kilometers a week um, would help would get me to a goal of, 2020 kilometers in 2020. Um, And of course, I set that goal before the pandemic started.
1: Mm -hmm.
5: Mm -hmm. Um, So it was fine. I set off (laughs) at the beginning of January um, last year and was kind of, you know, obviously sometimes a little less and sometimes a little more and that was fine. But then the pandemic hit, all of these races were canceled. All these other goals I might have had for 5k or 10k PRs or anything like that was kind of out the window. And so I just I was like, all right, well, this 2020 goal now, like I clung to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's worked out well. I'm just the way things have worked out. I'm going to hit my 2020th kilometer on December 31st. Wow. Uh, oh I'm gosh. really down to the wire on it, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is keeping things interesting. If I catch a cold or something, like I'm sunk. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm very, very proud of myself, I have to say. I have never, ever run this consistently, and having this goal has been just awesome.
2: Good for you. Awesome. How many miles is that? I was just going to say, how many miles is it? I wrote it K? down. I made Wait, myself I can a little
0: do that grid. T- 24, t- almost 25 a week, because if a 10K is 6.2 miles, then four times that. Look at that. Yeah. 24.8. Wow. Here, I'm done. I'm I'm out. I'm out
5: guys. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. So it'll work out. I made myself a little grid actually of like miles and kilometers and Mm -hmm. Celsius and Fahrenheit in case temperature came up. Oh yeah. I love
2: it. I love it.
5: You're like, here, I have that for you, Sarah.
2: Let me tell you. (laughs) And I never know when I go to Canada, is it hot? Is it cold? I don't know. I don't know. And I have no idea how far this is yet.
5: (laughs) Yeah. So it is, is it's 1,250 miles in the year. Okay. Very good. good.
0: And I do have to ask. So when you live in a place that measures things by kilometers, do you still say mileage or do you say like kilometerage?
5: Yeah, that's funny. No, we definitely say mileage. And I always, when I put in like manually put in a run on Strava, I always call it my tread miles, even (laughs) though I put it into kilometers. I don't say my tread kilometers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness.
2: So you suggested before the show that finding a running friend can be helpful to fuel enthusiasm. Um, I certainly found that to be the case. Do you have a running friend, or is just your group, your running friend? Um, I do.
5: One of my colleagues, uh, at school, um, Jenna, she's, uh, we try to go off for a run together at least once a week, um, which is which is really, really nice. But honestly, other than that, it is kind of just the running group. Just because the times that I can run at with two young kids and a job and everything, it really varies, honestly, day to day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's often really hard for me to predict when I'm even going to be able to get out for a run. So my husband does know that kind of 8 a.m. Saturday is a sacred time mm-hmm. that, kind of that's not a time that's changing I, I, I always run at that time but other than that during the week it can be really tough um, to plan a run with someone else because it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's always a moving target when I'm going <laughs> to be able to get out for a run but it is nice to have a, a friend here at work that is the same pace as me and, and we try to get out early uh, once a week together which is great.
2: So you look forward to those days?
5: Yeah, it's so nice. And we always comment, like, we just cannot get over how much faster the kilometers go by uh,
0: mm-hmm. when you're Absolutely. just chatting with
5: someone.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's oh,
0: there are times at the end of a run with molly i, I like don't even remember what we right. saw for part of it it was like totally. we, like how yeah. did we arrive back here again We're like, done?
2: yeah can we do a couple more around the blocks <laughs> yeah. also kilometers yeah. are faster than miles so that's another reason it seems yes
5: <laughs> i did one so the longest race i ever did was a half iron man uh-huh. and it was in the states and the run was, was a half marathon and it was in miles. And I found it brutal because yeah. I'd be running forever and then come to one, you've done one mile. Like right. it was just crazy.
2: Right, I know. And when I, we go to Canada and run, I'm like, I'm at 12 kilometers. That's fantastic. Wow. I don't know how many I have to do, but that seems like a big number. Right.
0: I did that when I was on my way to qualifying for Boston for a second time at Victoria. And I suddenly was like, wait, how many kilometers are in a marathon? And I yelled <laughs> yeah. out to like a guy on a bike, a race official. I'm like, how many kilometers? <laughs> and I think I'd been thinking now, I don't Now, I, Now you need to do the math for me. But I was thinking it was one more than it was. And mm. so I was like, sweet. That, that's yeah. one I don't have to do. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all right. So Susan, finally, expound a bit on your advice that you gave me earlier of be kind to yourself and give yourself grace because that's the message I want to go out on
5: yeah Yeah. and so I had uh, we kind of alluded to that earlier that like when I was doing triathlon stuff before I had children just the negative self-talk and you know you should be faster you shouldn't be finding this so hard right now um and now yeah I really just try to be kind myself kind to myself. And as you said, to give myself grace. And so, you know, especially in the summer, like when I'm running and it's 30 degrees and I'm finding it really hot, take Mm -hmm. a walk break. It's fine. It doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. about you as a person or even you as a runner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if I really don't feel like going out on a run, I'll say to myself, go for the run and you can walk up every single hill you come to. You Mm -hmm. don't have to run up them, just walk up them and just That kind of kindness to myself helps me just put on my shoes and get out the door. Um, And I think that it's so important to, especially in this season of my life where my kids are so young, I have so many balls in the air, um, and I know that the most important thing is to just get the exercise in, um, that having that positive self-talk and being kind to myself uh, is really just so, so valuable.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that um, you offered up to be a guest because you've just been great, Susan. So thank you so much.
2: Yeah. You thank gave you me so more. much, guys.
5: It was amazing to meet you. I felt a little bit starstruck the whole time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So take care up there. Cheers. Thanks so much.
0: All right. Well, you were what you were going to say something there, oh, Molly. Oh, they all
2: made me more enthusiastic. Oh, good. Yeah.
5: Good. Well, <laughs> job done.
2: Uh, yeah. Now, <laughs> once my ankles healed up, I'm gonna get back out there and.
0: Well, well. Also, don't you think being yeah. sidelined d- doesn't that make you kind of want it more, or do you then say, "Oh, I like this lounging thing."
2: I like the lounging thing. <laughs> I yeah. I'm not. I'll never be as enthusiastic as you, but I do want to get back out there and run again, and be running with you again. Uh-huh. And I, I totally think I can work up to. Or 6 miles, you know, okay. without any trouble. And you know, with having the bike, I've been doing some runs and then coming home and getting on the bike to like I know. And, yeah. and doing it vice versa just to take some weight off my knee, so that's been really nice. And I think it's, you know, good conditioning for all the muscles around the knee I plus know. the strength. So. Yeah, well that was cuz that think was, I'll
0: be back that in was awesome cuz on Thanksgiving we convened to run 4 miles together and I thought you were um, going home and, you know, calling it a day, putting the turkey in the oven, that whole thing. And I went off and ran, ended up running three more miles. Mm-hmm. And when I, I a little bit like, well, well, I ran three miles mm-hmm. and you were like, oh yeah, I went and got on my bike afterwards for 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wah. wah. <laughs> <laughs> So awesome. Well, all right. Well, want to let folks know that registration for our annual program Many Happy Miles, maybe which, you know, many enthusiastic miles, is now open. Dimity had great conversations with three members on this week's episode of AMR Trains. So if you want to hear all about it, you literally can on um, going back in your feed. So what Many Happy Miles is, it's 365 days of workouts. There are weekly video strength and yoga sessions. There's uh, new strength circuits that come out every month at Dimity Designs. There's guest coaches, expert webinars. So like it's really if you are feeling like you need some enthusiasm, well, this is kind of a way to fake it till you make it because Many Happy Miles is going to be your kick out the door. Every day, or maybe down to your basement to do some strength or yoga or whatever. There's a couple rest days sprinkled in there. Um, there's an app that shows all the workouts and provides a place to connect with other members. In addition to a private Facebook page, and there are two really fun new things in 2021. These are important. There are it's going to be a quarterly book group led via Zoom. Uh, by Adrian Martini, mm. which everybody's very excited about. Yes, mm. and then then this is big. The 2021 Welcome Gift for many Happy Miles participants is a workout journal being written by
2: Dimity McDowell. Oh, that'll be fun.
0: It is. It's really, I mean, she just, she shines in many things, but doing this log really is like a new level of shining for Dimity.
2: She's so inspirational.
0: She she is. She is. Um, So the log is balls, and it will not be on sale anywhere. So the only way to get it is to join many happy miles. And this also is crucial. There's one important change that the registration period for joining Many Happy Miles closes on January 10. Before, in the years past, you could join anytime, but now it's, we're like, we're insurance. Uh, you're, there's an enrollment period that's only open now through January 10. So hustle over to manyhappymiles.com to register. Again, that's manyhappymiles.com. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy perhaps enthusiastic miles or not so enthusiastic
2: but get them done anyway get them done